0: In today's episode, you'll learn life-changing concepts about what behaviors are keeping you stuck. Are you being acted upon as a victim? Or are you acting as an owner? Are you ready to learn exactly how you can propel your growth to undiscovered heights? Today, you'll find exactly what you need to do to move above the line towards greater peace, joy, and growth. You're about to learn wisdom from Viktor Frankl and Stephen Covey. And you'll even get a free therapeutic exercise so you can begin to apply these concepts right away to make them more concrete in your mind and in your life. These principles have been pivotal for many clients and for my husband and I personally. I can't wait to share them and hear how you start to apply them. Let's get started. Hello, I'm Kendra Nielsen. Welcome to Fulfillment Therapy, where you will improve your relationship with yourself, your loved ones, and with God. You'll find healing, wellness, crucial mindset shifts, and self-development help. I'm a licensed therapist, personal trainer, and coach. In this podcast, you'll learn the skills and confidence needed to transform your life from merely surviving to living a fulfilling, flourishing life. You can't reach your God-given potential and become who you were meant to become by remaining where you are. If you're ready, we'll create an ignited life you can't wait to wake up to. And yes, it's possible. It's your time to shine, my friend. Welcome back, my friends. Today, we are on episode five, how to stop making excuses and start taking ownership, understanding the victim cycle. So today, I want to start off with a couple quotes that I just love that really mm, summarize this episode very well. The first one is by Viktor Frankl, who wrote Man's Search for Meaning, and he was a famous Austrian psychiatrist. I love his work. I love his book. But he said, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. I'm going to read that one more time because it's so good. When we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. And Stephen Covey said something very similar. He said, if I really want to improve my situation, I can work on the one thing over which I have control myself. And that's by Stephen Covey. And that's something I talk to my clients about a lot is really just owning your side of the street and learning to let other things go, which is what today is all about. Do you feel like you've plateaued in life and that part of it may be because you make excuses or get defensive or even rationalize things away that may help? Do you find yourself getting frustrated with yourself but find it hard to root out those deep-rooted character flaws? If so, you're definitely not alone. We've all been there. We all have further to go when it comes to taking more ownership for our lives. So my husband served a 2-year mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and while on his mission, he learned this concept of the victim cycle. Sorry, of the victim cycle. It made a big impact on him, and so he taught it to me early in our marriage. And I'm going to be honest here and tell you that I'm a little too independent sometimes. After my dad died, I grew up in what I call Never Never Neverland. I felt a little like a lost boy, being child number five out of seven with a young, overwhelmed, and grieving widowed mother. I look back a lot on that Neverland with fondness because I honestly had a lot of freedom. I was able to play on the farmland that surrounded our house for what felt like hours for a lot of those days during that period of my life. I wasn't around adults much that I remember, and the younger kids in my family lived that same lost boy lifestyle. I remember playing in thunderstorms and floods and even resisting coming inside when there were tornado sightings or touchdowns nearby and the sirens were going off in our small town in Wisconsin. I even remember my older sister getting really mad at me and very anxious, understandably, about it. And to be fair, my mother was unaware of these excursions, but I look on those things with fondness. But because of my lost boy heritage, it's hard for me to be told what to do. I don't think I'm defiant or rude to authority normally, but I do have the tendency to quietly resist when people tell me what to do. I like to walk my own path and I do what I think is right, and sometimes I care too deeply about what people think, and I don't want that to cloud my judgment. So sometimes I'd rather not hear it. Because it feels a little distracting. So it can be a virtue vice thing, right? Well, it doesn't always work well to resist the guidance of others. And my husband, on the other hand, is incredibly humble and teachable. He's very open to feedback and correction and often even seeks it out. And in many ways, he's less stubborn. I'm not sure if it's because of what he learned on his mission or not. But he has learned to take ownership in his life in ways that have created tremendous growth for him. And it's honestly been a privilege to watch. It has done the same thing for me, especially in my close relationships. Maybe not in the same way as my husband, but in a transformational way as well. So marriage is one of those relationships where it's important to be open to some guidance and collaboration. And as I've started to apply these concepts that I'll teach you from what Joel taught me, I found greater joy and growth myself. So what did he teach me? Joel taught me about the victim cycle and the ownership model. And it's best explained using a visual aid, but I'll post that along with the wellness wheel and other future resources on my website, which is fulfillmenttherapy.org. Under, at the top, there'll be a tab and it'll say resources. I will also put it on Facebook and Instagram. But for now, I will just try to visualize what I'm explaining. Oh, and quickly, before I go into that, I do want to make a quick disclaimer. When I talk about ownership, I'm not asking you to take ownership for things that are not on your side of the street or in your lane. For example, if someone is screaming at you in traffic, you can own that you maybe unintentionally cut them off, but you can't own their anger or inappropriate response. That's on them. So that's not what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about the things that are on your side of the street. So I made this visual aid that's above and below the line. So above the line, there's all these attributes or traits that show owner behavior. And below the line are these traits and attributes for that victim behavior. So I'm going to start with the bottom first. So that victim behavior that we have sometimes, these are a few of them. So if you find yourself making excuses, denying, blaming others is a big one. That's when I kind of clue in like, oh, I'm being below the line. When you make justifications, as I mentioned earlier, or you have that fixed mindset, or maybe you're rigid or jealous, even fearful or anxious. Maybe you're avoidant. And you find yourself being acted upon. Or maybe you have a lot of you statements. This is a big indication that you're in the victim mindset. Maybe you're defensive or easily offended. Maybe you're acting very helpless and hopeless. You're probably reactive or maybe passive or aggressive or both passive aggressive. There might be a lot of entitlement in this space and problem focused narratives going on. Often we're negative and we stay stuck. We're prideful. We procrastinate. We have this myopic view, which is when we're really just focused on our problems and we're not zooming out to see the bigger picture. We're probably very closed and shut off. We're not practicing that openness and that vulnerability. We often need to be right and we're critical of ourselves and others. And this is often where we can be competitive or the natural man, which I've definitely been um, myself at times, especially in silly, pointless games. Um, This can also be where things happen to you instead of for you, which I'll explain in a minute. This is where you have a scarcity mindset. And again, that fear is where that shows up right there. This is where you complain and just really have that glass is half empty mentality. And it's like, I will never get ahead no matter how hard I try mentality. So again, those are below the line behaviors. When we are showing up in this way, we are getting stuck. We're being acted upon and we're going in this cycle. We're just like spinning our wheels, not really getting any traction, not going anywhere. Below the line is very much survival mentality. And if you find yourself just putting out fires and running off of fumes, that's because you're exhibiting a lot of these behaviors most likely, where you're in that victim mentality. Now on the flip side of this is owner behavior. This is where you really believe that you can change your circumstances. I'm gonna list some of the traits of this mentality. You have a lot of acceptance and this isn't just like, oh, I accept all the terrible things in my life, but this is just whatever happens, I'm going to work through it and I accept it and I'm going to move forward with a positive mindset and a belief that I can get through it. You also are going to show more responsibility, ownership, and trust. This is where you have an abundance mindset and you're curious. You're probably more flexible and humble. This is where you're more collaborative, like I mentioned earlier. This is where you have a growth mindset and the glass half full mentality. This is where you have choices and options and you see those and you recognize them and you act on them. This is where you show accountability. And again, like I mentioned earlier, this is instead of the This is done to me mentality. Now you have a for me mentality. Like all this is for my good. This is all going to help me grow in resilience and strength. This is when you see the bigger picture. So you're really zooming out and seeing things with a wiser perspective. This is also where you practice letting go. You probably have more of a solution focused mentality instead of saying stuck in the weeds. This is a learn and win view or mentality kind of like that for me versus to me. This is also where you practice I feel statements. I talk to my clients about this a lot, especially my couples. This is a struggle that they have is often attacking each other instead of saying I feel and being open and vulnerable like I explained earlier. This is also where we practice more emotional intelligence and we're open to feedback hopeful, and resilient. And we're creators and action takers. And this is very much the active learning stage. Now, I know I threw a lot of traits at you for both of those, but I just want you to picture this line. And above it are those those things that I just mentioned, those traits. And below it are the other ones. And it's just like the cycle part is just at the bottom. You just keep cycling through, cycling through. But at the top... It's like a ladder. We're moving up the ladder every time we exhibit more of these traits and becoming greater owners. This is where really that shift happens in our life, where things really start to improve for us because we change our mindset and our mentality. And we work on our side of the street instead of worrying about other people and their side of the street. So there's a simple acronym that will help you remember the things that you can do in an easy way. There's five things here. The acronym is -er. (laughs) NOPER, like nope with an R, NOPER. The first one is notice. Just notice what things are coming up. What traits are you exhibiting? Are you noticing some of those victim mentality traits coming up for you? Just own that. Maybe it's a hard day. Maybe you have a lot of other things going on. That's fine. Just practice that acceptance and own it after you notice it. So that's notice and own it. The third one is plan. Make a plan for what you will do to get back on track and to be more of an owner. The fourth step is E. That's execute and track it. Now, if you have a goal planner, like I had talked to you about before, that's where you can put in your goals for the week or your big three, you can say, you know what, I'm going to notice when I'm blaming or making excuses and I'm going to replace it with blank. Like, what are you going to do instead? Or whatever that looks like to you. Just be intentional about that. The fifth step is repeat. So really, we could just stop at nope here. But we never want you to think that the work is done, right? There's always more that you can do. So in this sense, this is a cycle too. So noper should be a constant movement towards growth because the work is never done. And this is the progress that we talked about that will bring true fulfillment and peace and joy in our lives. And that is how we move up that ladder into that ownership model and that ownership behavior. Just to solidify this a little bit more, I wanna give you some statements that would indicate if you're above or below the line. So some things you might say for below the line are, I couldn't help it, or I would, but, because but is an excuse, Or there isn't enough of this or no, I can't because I don't have enough time or energy or money because that's a scarcity mindset. Or that's just who I am, like blaming it on human nature and there's no hope. That's very much a fixed mindset. That should be mine. Why would they give it to her? And maybe we don't think in this like extreme case, but maybe on smaller levels, like, why did she get that assignment? Or why did they recognize him for this when I've been working so hard? Another one is that I had mentioned earlier, he always, or they never, or you are so. When we say these types of statements, it's often spoken from a place of defensiveness and meant to hurt the other person too. Now, for owner behavior, some of the things we might say is, you know what? I create my own reality. My thoughts matter. I can control my mindset. And I can own my side of the street. Or my struggles make me stronger and I can get through this. Or there is plenty. I'll be fine if I share this time or this money, this resource, whatever it is. I can take responsibility from my side of the street What can I learn from this? You know, really just think about that person that's a light to others, that's a leader. And they often are exhibiting a lot of these things. They're showing that they're resilient and they're capable and they learn from their struggles. There's that post-traumatic growth piece that I'll talk about in future episodes as well. That's definitely there. So I hope that you can start to see what it looks like to be an owner versus a victim. And you're not just thinking about maybe your mother-in-law or your neighbor or whoever it might be, but you're really seeing it in yourself. I remember when I read the book Leadership and Self-Deception, the whole time I was thinking about other people and then it mentioned something similar like, You need to stop thinking about this in terms of others, but look inwardly. And I hope that's what you're doing here. And just recognizing like, okay, there's a few of these traits that I know that I have in myself, that if I recognize them, I can do NOPER, that acronym. I can notice it. I can own it. I can make a plan. I can execute and track it. And then I can repeat. I can start to move above the line more and more. And I want to say, you guys, I'm sharing this because this is something that I truly can never stop working on. This is something that I know I need to implement more and more in my life. I know I have a lot further to go in this area. Some of us don't struggle in that way. But truly, I think a lot of us do. And I'm just going to read just a couple key ones again that will help us move up and not stay stuck. So maybe defensiveness, reactive, when we get reactive, when we justify, when we deny, blame, when we're prideful or shut down, when we're critical, when we have a scarcity mindset. Those are the main ones that I see show up with my clients and even in myself, where we can take that moment to adjust, like, oh, this is what's happening but I can move up that ladder and move closer to owner behavior. All right, I have an exercise I'd like to share with you. It's up to you if you utilize it or not. But this is a way that you can solidify these concepts in your life. So if you have a journal, go ahead and take that out. Hopefully you are using a journal as you're listening to some of these things so that you can remember these concepts. But I want you to jot down this question. So the question I want you to write down has to do with couples, but it can be applied to anything. It can be another close relationship or it can be just main struggle. So adapt it as needed for applying it to your situation. But the question is, how have you had below the line behavior in your top three friction points as a couple? And I'll read that one more time. How have you had below the line behavior in your top three friction points as a couple? And I want you to journal about that and be intentional about that and be thoughtful and give that some time. Think about that. The next question is, how have you shown ownership in your top three friction points? And how will you practice more ownership moving forward? So again, how have you shown ownership in your top three friction points, and how will you show more ownership moving forward? And if you are open and receptive and practicing those ownership behaviors, I encourage you to share this with your partner, your spouse, your friend, whoever it is that you decide that you're going to talk about as you do this activity. I'd love to hear what you think about it, how it goes for you, what growth you see, whether you want to post that on social media or email me. I'd love to hear about your successes. So that is all for the Victim Cycle right now that I wanted to teach you. But like I mentioned before, I want to remind you that I'll be launching Igniting Life on August 20th of this year. So this is a 12-week wellness reset for individuals who are ready for change and need structured ways to do it with vital accountability. So this is where mental health therapy meets wellness coaching. If you're ready to rejuvenate and ignite your life, this is the course for you. I'll also be offering a course for couples and families in the future that build upon each other. These courses are guaranteed to offer you 10 times the investment you make, if not more. My husband and I have spent thousands of dollars on self-improvement courses and have sometimes walked away thoroughly discouraged because we likely paid 10 times what it was worth. I'll never do that with any of the offers I put out there because I put so much research and time into everything I create because I love this work so much and I really believe in it and I don't take it lightly. As I mentioned in the last episode, my husband and I are major advocates for self-investment. We invest in ourselves regularly because we see now that it's a non-negotiable, just like I talked about exercise being a non-negotiable for me, especially if we want to be an individual, a couple, and a family that's proactive and not complacent or stagnant and falling apart. But really the opposite, again, that owner individual, that owner couple, that owner family. We know we don't want to live a reactive life where we're just putting out fires There's so much more available to you, and I really want to help you get there. In closing, remember the good you can create as you support meaningful platforms by liking, sharing, or leaving reviews rather than just consuming less transformational things. And again, I know I'm weird for sharing these, but they make me laugh when I look stuff like this up because it's the only time I do it. So the less transformational things, such as videos like a hot dog under a microscope. You guys, I got to tell you, it's really disgusting. You probably don't want to look it up. (laughs) But that got 260 million views. Or making a chocolate giraffe. That got 400 million views. And that's a lot of love right there. I mean, it was informative, but it really wasn't transformational. (laughs) spread great things boldly my dear listeners have a fantastic day have a wonderful week and i'll see you back here soon If this podcast has helped you gain the insights and skills needed to propel you towards transformation and joy, the number one way to help me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. Like you, I'm striving to become my higher self by helping others thrive. And I do that most effectively if you use your influence and give a review. Share this episode with a friend or share it on social media and let others know how it has helped you. I would be so very grateful and excited that we're creating positive ripples in so many lives. If you want to connect, you can find me on Fulfillment Therapy on Facebook and Instagram or go to fulfillmenttherapy.org. Thanks for listening and shine boldly and brightly, my friend.